Hello and welcome to another episode of Fools Daily. Um, on the other end of the line, it's the ever so lovely Matthew. Uh, oh, there it is. He's sleepy and he's got a cold. I'm fine. Don't worry about me. And he's painting his models for the epic tournament that we're going to tomorrow. Yep. It's a tank fest. It is, and they're looking really good. Um, and I am building bugger. I've just dropped a bit on the floor. I shall get it later, because I had to take my headphones off to get it. I am building some models from Moonstone, uh, which are really very nice. Yes, they look very nice miniatures. Uh, having painted millions of figures in the last couple of days. More figures in the last couple of days than I've painted in ages. It's amazing what going to an event will do for you. Yeah. Um, and it just... Because tomorrow, uh, we're, it's Friday today, so it's tomorrow, we are going to an epic event. Not just in scale, but also in rule set. Yeah, epic Armageddon. We are going to go and play. Yeah, we finally got round to doing it. We haven't talked about it for a million years. Yeah, yeah. but now we're going. Um, we played a practice game the other day to refresh ourselves of the rules. Yeah, I make... a very close second. Very close. Very close. Yeah. In the same way that everyone was very close behind Usain Bolt when he won the 100 metres. Exactly. So not at all close. A bit close. Not very. I was well ahead of third. You were well ahead of third. That's true. You crushed third out of existence. Yeah, literally. So, yes, so we're going to play Epic tomorrow. Matt's painting his tanks. I finished painting Orcs yesterday because when we set up for um, our game the other day, and I'm counting out all infantry stands. I'm going, oh, I don't have enough infantry stands. <laughs> so I had to paint more yesterday. Which, painting them wasn't so bad. Remembering the colours that I'd painted them <laughs> was quite difficult. Because yeah. I painted them quite a long time ago. But they are now done, and so we're going to do that. But we're not going to talk about Epic today. No. Um, we might after the event. We might record something after the event. Yeah, I would have thought so. Um, especially as the lovely Conrad's going to be there. Yeah, that's true. The old git's coming out to play. With his green Imperial fists. Don't mock his lack of an ability to paint yellow. Why? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> have you got a good reason that I shouldn't mock it? Mm, I've never had a good reason for anything, ever. So, no. So, yeah, so Conrad's, Conrad's going as well, and um, his erstwhile gaming partner, Nick, who I haven't seen for ages. Yep. Um, so it should be all good. But we're not going to talk about that. Um, we're going to talk about what we did last weekend. Yeah. Um, which, if you read the blog, we put some write-ups about it already. Um, if you don't read the blog, A, shame on you. Yeah. 
and uh, B, shame on you again. I didn't really have a B. I started that sentence and I had no idea. I just wonder where you were going to go with a B, in fairness. I thought perhaps you'd go for a B. You can read at the same time as you're listening to us coming in your ears. I see that. That would have been a good B. Instead, it was a rubbish B. Yeah. Because I didn't have a B and I just started off and then went yeah. completely wrong. So anyway. Your B, was a, your B was BS. It was. Shall we move on from my B? Yeah. Let's Shall we leave on. my B behind? Yeah. Before I turn into an F and C. <laughs> You're already one of them. Um, so last weekend was BonesCon, um, at which we were running the Butterfly House. I think running's a very grand term for what we did. No, we put no. a lot of effort in. That's true. I spent 10 or 15 minutes before the event sorting stuff out. Um, no, we did put a lot of effort in. Yes, we did. Uh, the effort just, you know, it needed more effort to get it finished. So anyway, yeah. so BonesCon was running. BonesCon, um, born out of SmogCon, um, and is attempting to be a multi-system, three-day convention, a la Adepticon. Yeah, something that we'd spoken about previously as something we wanted in the UK scene, because it's not traditionally something that we do. Um, and I thought was rather good. Yeah. So, um, John Webb had organised it all. Well done, John. Uh, amongst the million and one other things that he has going on in his life at the moment. Um, you know, if you're unaware that he's like one of the big honchos over at Modipus now. Uh, so sorting out the forthcoming Fallout game, of which we played a demo. We did. Uh, and he'd been organising SmogCon and he wasn't going to and then he did and so we got BonesCon. And BonesCon, we said that we'd run the Busfly House, and I was going to run the seven parts TV participation game, and Matt was going to run the zombie run game, and then we we're going to have various campaigns and tournaments and things. As it worked out, we didn't have campaigns and tournaments type things. Um, we didn't have the seven TV game because I didn't get it finished. Um, despite painting a boatload of stuff, yeah, still didn't get it finished. And we did have the zombie run game um, that Matt, as aforementioned, cobbled together in 15 minutes and then forgot to bring some of the bits that he'd cobbled together. Yes, that was slightly frustrating, but <laughs> I styled it out over the weekend. That's fine. Um, and so... On Friday, on Friday morning, when I'm picking Matt up at six o'clock in the morning, I'm Frank, saying ridiculous time again. Yes, I'm saying to, I'm saying to Matt, if I ever tell you say that we're going to do this again, that he's just to punch me in the throat because uh, it was m- wet and miserable and cold and stupidly early. Frankly, we didn't want to go. No. Um, by Friday evening. I was convinced that we were going to do it again next year. It took about until Saturday lunchtime for you to be convinced. Yeah. 
but it was just awesome. Um, you've got 300-odd gamers in a hotel. And the inner hotel is really, really important. Yeah. Everywhere you walked around, there are gamers there. You could you could tell. Well, they, what, I don't think it was that bad, to be honest. No, I mean, but there was a lot of gamer uniform. There was a lot of gamer uniform. Well, <laughs> we were walking down the corridor, and one of the um, staff who worked at the hotel said, why do you all wear shorts? Yeah. Bearing in mind that it's like freezing. Yeah, it's fe- not in the hotel. No. But you know, it, it's it's the middle of February. So I explained the slightly, you know, um, well-lagged and hairy approach that a lot of gamers have. And, you know, what? it's just heating vents. <laughs> um, which he had a good giggle at, really. Yeah. Uh, so we, were, we ran the Butterfly House. We had four rows of tables and rather than running official competitions what it turned into is if someone wanted to play something we would set up a board and we'd rock up with some figures and we would play yeah i mean we had we had figures that we'd bought for um dead man's hands um, open combat dragon rampant um all sorts of odds and sods so you know even if people had heard us talk about a rule set that we sort of have in inverted commas championed, but certainly spoken well about. They they would be able to get a game. Yeah, um, and various people had bought, had decided that they were going to hang out there the whole weekend, and we had a load of multiplayer games going on over the weekend of Dragon Rampant, um, Gods and Mortals, Frostgrave, um, all those all those sorts of things ran over the weekend, played in a big four-way Dead Man's Hand game. Yeah. Um, that uh, I think, apart from me, only one other player had played one game of it and had a great laugh. And we had um, Gav Thorpe turned up uh, with Big Stompy Robots and was yeah. hanging out and chatting to people. Um, the Paranoid Miniatures guys came. And special shout out to Mark and Paula, who got married on Valentine's Day and then rocked <laughs> rocked up to demo Mythos. Um, you're mad, Paula. You should never let him do it. <laughs> then we had um, Mike Hutchinson and his team from Gaslands, yeah, uh, playing Gaslands all weekend, and there was various demolition derbies and tournaments and things going on. Um, our friend Joe Wood breaking pretty much every rule set that he played. Um, if you need a good playtester, get Joe Wood to play. Yeah. Because he will break it. He will find a way of, of <laughs> breaking your game and making you go, oh, that's not what I intended with that rule. Um, so... That was that was good. Um, Carl uh, from yeah, I'll say Carl came up with open combat, um, which went down very well, from all accounts. Um, yeah. Lots of new people playing. I've seen on the open combat Facebook group um, people saying, "I turned up, I, you know, I came over on the Sunday and saw open combat and got a demo, and then I bought the rule book, and this is my first warband." Good, which is kind of what the the goal of the whole thing was yeah. supposed to be. Yeah, I mean, I know the Mythos guys were the same. They sold a shed load of product. Um, so did Gaslands. 
Yeah. Um, and next year, hopefully, we'll do more of that. Uh, but all in all, it was great. I didn't see much competition play because we were in our bit. Yeah. Um, and I didn't even know there was a vendor hall until Sunday. Yeah. But all in all, I thought it was really, really good. Um, yeah, great, great venue. Proof that that kind of American-style con, all under one roof thing, can work. Yeah. Um, and as I say, we didn't really, we weren't involved in any of the competitive play events. But you had War Machines and Infinity and Malifaux. Yeah, yeah. Dave Brown ran events three days in a row. Yeah. Um, he ran a random mixed doubles and um, then Lost Love 6. That's, you know, six years of running the same event. Um, and, and an enforcer brawl, I think, well, on, on, on. Yeah, on the Friday. Yeah. Um, and it, it was it was really good. I mean, it was, it's... For me, it was one of those occasions where you... Because you're, you're under slightly less pressure... You know, you're yeah. not organising a tournament or that sort of thing. It's it's much more a casual... For us, it was much more a casual gaming-type experience. Yeah, very much so. And so you get to hang out with a whole load of old friends and new friends and just sit and chat. And we had several people come up to us and say, oh, listen to, your sh- listen to the show, really love it, etc., etc." Yeah. Um, yeah, which is always right really about nice. films all the time and you're always wrong. I'm not sure they said that. I don't remember them saying that. Was um, that when I wasn't that, there? That yeah, that you just popped to the toilet or something. Oh, and about, that was when, you. While you were in the toilet, about twenty people came over and said, "Thank God he's gone," because we just wanted to come and um, shake your hand at your expansive film knowledge and the fact you're trying to educate what could only be described as a film Gumby. <laughs> that sounds a tad harsh. Their words, not mine. Ah. Oh. Okay. Probably. Okay. Yeah. That's almost exactly what happened. <laughs> can't argue with the can't argue with the opinion of the masses. Uh, so um it was great. Absolutely brilliant. Um and it's slightly in the balance as to whether it will run again. Um I think the balance is heavily going towards yes it will. Um and if it does run again, then we'll do the Butterfly House again. Yeah, I, I guess some of it will depend on what support John can get to help him run it, given the fact that he's actually, you know, got busy. a full-time job and quite busy with impending launches and stuff like that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, we had a we had a conversation and with him, and various things were mooted, and I think one of the things is to have the people who are organising individual areas take more responsibility for those areas yeah so that he doesn't feel under pressure to sell all the tickets yeah which is perfectly reasonable yeah absolutely um i know he was let down by certain organizers who said oh yeah i can get 10 15 20 people to come along and buy tickets and then they yeah. didn't right um, hence there were a number of empty tables in places yeah i think the 40k people suffered from that yeah um, which is fine, you know, if you can't get them to come along, you can't get them to long along, but don't over-promise. I think one of the big successes for us was having 
it was almost like a mini DAFCON, having the um, uh, you know the small game providers actually there demoing, being able to sell their wares, etc. Yeah, I think was a, was a big success, and it's something that I hope we'll expand on next year. Um, of which, you know, as I say, we would we would do it again, and we would go even more the route of casual gaming. Yeah. Um, to the fact that what we've been talking about is having two participation games, um, where you can just rock up, everything's provided, and you play, um, and then shelves of miniature games so like a board game cafe except um with miniature games so there's a tray on a shelf and it's got two armies on it and it's got all the dice and the rules and everything that you need and you just take the shelf off you go you go and find a um a table you sit down and you play a game yep then pack the stuff up and put it away and don't take it home with you yeah, yeah, because it's our stuff. <laughs> I am going to put stickers on all my rule books. <laughs> yeah, from now on. I need, to be fair, I only lost one. Yeah, but that's one too many. Um, and there were other bits that went missing. I I noticed, but yeah. Um. It was it was good. It was it was really good. So we're going to go the full casual. Some people have suggested that Matt and I need to be full on hipsters and have flannel and um, work you know work boots that have never seen any work whatsoever. I've already got a beard, so I'm I'm practicing. Oh yeah, but there. it's not a hipster beard, is it? Well, I, it wouldn't take long to grow in a hipster beard, and I do drink gin. I have never eaten quinoa, however, so um, See, and I don't like I don't like vinyl. I'm pretty sure I can't grow a hipster beard. I can't grow any sort of beard, frankly. Um, so I'm not sure what I could do. Can you have a clean shave a hipster? Probably. You'd just have to, like, um, be a vegan or something like that. Oh, okay. Okay. I could be gluten-free. Oh, that's true, yeah. And tell everybody about it, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, been interrupted now who's there it's mrs marshall oh mrs marshall you look lovely she's gone away again so that that, you know that's it so you know full on we were talking about getting if we can get some bean bags or big you know those big inflatable couches or something um but the other thing that we're talking about doing is having pop-up rpg sessions yeah there was something that was missing was there was no, there was no real role-playing games, and something that you know would fit there so well. So, what we were thinking is if we could set up some sessions where you have basically a four-hour block where you're playing a particular RPG, and there are certain RPGs that lend themselves very much to that, yeah, um, sort of speed play almost. Uh, so we'll do that. I think it should be good. I think so. Um, we did get to play Big Stompy Robots. That was good. Can't can't finish up Bones Con Review without mentioning that. Yeah, that was rather good. Uh, people came and played Zombie Run, which considering I made the rules up pretty much on the hoof, 
people seem to enjoy themselves, and certainly there will be a slightly more polished version. Uh, yes, we should give a big shout-out to Bunty uh, about Zombie Run. Um, she did paint a couple of zombies. Yeah, she painted over 300 zombies from zo- from um, Zombie Side that we used. Yeah. Um, of course, Matt and I now have to go through 300 zombies and put magnets on them, because one of the things we learned about Zombie Run, movement trays. <laughs> yeah, moving clumps of 20 or 30 zombies is a bit of a pain in the buttocks. Um, so we'll do that. But, uh, no, Bunce, thanks for painting all those. It's very much yep. appreciated. And well done to Pippa for being the only person that made it to the end of the table. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but let's just go back to um, Big Stompy Robots a minute. No, I don't think we need to. Why? Because it was a coaching game. <laughs> but breaking news. Well, what's the breaking news? I'll tell you. Hang on. BBC. Oh, bummer. Stephen Fry reveals he's undergoing treatment for prostate cancer. Oh, dear. Good luck, Stephen. I'm sure you're an avid listener of our podcast. Yes, I'm sure Love your work. And he's from Norfolk. He is. Oh, there we go. That's one of my devices. And maybe the other devices will also make noises as well. (laughs) No, I think, no, Big Stompy Robots. So Big Stompy Robots is Gav's. Um, game that he's working on. Uh, what the future of it, I don't think anyone knows, including Gav. <laughs> no. But it's a resource management game. Yeah. Uh, that involves you as a pilot of a robot fighting other robots. Um, it's going to be expanded out so that uh, you have objectives and missions and you can play things like capture the flag and stuff which I think sounds really very cool. Um, at the moment, though, it is move your robot around the board, shoot the other robots. It was good. It was good. How many, robots did you, how many robots did you kill, Matt? So we were playing. Who were we playing with? It was you, uh, me, Bunty, and Francois. Uh, yes. So how many robots did you kill, Matt? I damaged quite a few. How many? Well, two. Oh, three, because I damaged you. How many robots did you kill, Matt? I don't think that you should get hung up on who kills what and, and who was alive at the end. I think you're missing the point of... Uh, <laughs> That's of the point of the game. Yeah, but I was I was undertaking the role of... Getting like, shot? <laughs> co- coaching you through what was something that clearly you were struggling to, com- to grab conceptually... <laughs> So um, I elected to take the the higher road um, and let the noob noob win, okay. or something, or something more plausible. Okay, Bunty was very cross when we killed her. Basically, Matt and I teamed up and killed Bunty and Francois, and then I shot Matt a bit. Yeah, that's kind of more or less what happened. Matt blew off my defense laser. Um, that's fun. But he was—he'd already, already damaged him quite badly, and then he tried to get his machine working again, and it exploded. Yeah, it kind of. Yeah, you didn't kill me so much as I blew myself up, as the way I've sold it to the press. Okay. Um, but it's very—it is very, very good. The the different dice that you use and the resource management is very interesting. Yeah, you, some... you're having to plan two or three turns ahead. And coupled with, there's a card system for determining who gets to go, whose turn it is. 
So you may get three turns in a row. But if yeah. you don't have you if you haven't planned out how to recycle those cards back into the turn deck, then you're just standing around. Yeah, yeah, it's a great mechanic. I thought um, as I was speaking to Gav about it, I love games that have that uncertainness, uncertainty even of when you may or may not get to use you know your models, your your as is the case there robots. So I do like games that have that rather than the straight kind of I go you go where it all becomes very predictable yes yes so it was it was it was really good it was really excellent um I say very enjoyable and I'm look I'm, I'm interested to see where it's going to go yes yeah certainly based upon what I've seen I could see that I, it's something that I would like to play so yeah, yeah, it's uh, yeah. At the moment, it's certainly something I would spend money on. Yeah, I concur. And so that, so that, so that's really Bonescon. In a nutshell, um, all in all, it was brilliant. Um, I know a lot of people get put off by the cost. Yeah, um, you know, because you're paying. I think, if I remember rightly, the prices for a room were, if you were sharing, were £80 per person per night. Yeah. So it ain't cheap. But it's not that much more expensive than going to Premier Inn. No. Certainly in Birmingham or somewhere like that. And um, you are there totally. And I know that various, you know, the other complaint that you get is, well, Food is too expensive in a in a hotel. Um, but I know lots of groups that ordered pizzas in and were having the pizzas delivered to the hall. Yeah. Um. So the the they did the hotel didn't seem to have any issue with people ordering external food. No. Uh, I mean they shouldn't do given the amount that we drank them out of. Yeah. Yeah, I think perhaps they were, they'd slightly underestimated the the thirst that gamers have because when I went to go and buy some drinks at the end of the sort of uh, first evening, they'd sold out of all of their la- uh, all of their bitters, um, and half of their draft lagers had also run out. Yeah. Um, even you and I drank. We did. We had a had one night where we had some beerage and some wine. Yeah. Um. And a nice meal in the restaurant, actually. Yeah. Which I didn't think was actually that expensive. What, 25 quid for three courses? No. Yeah, I thought that was pretty decent. And it was good food as well. It was. It was. It was nice. So all in all, it was good. Um, If you get a chance to come next year, if it runs next year, come along. Yes. Um, Because we'll have a ticket quota. (laughs) Yes, we will. Um, And it would be nice to... If you just come along and hang, and um, I mean, the other good thing about it was is meeting people, seeing people again that you haven't seen for ages. Um, so uh, we ran into various people that I'm used to know from the Warhammer scene and things. Yeah, and uh, sat. And yes, you did promise him a shout out. What to Rich? Yeah, yeah Rich, there's your shout out. Yeah, he touched me. He did touch you. Yeah. 
with his hands. Because he, he was excited to meet you. Yeah, that's understandable. I'm always excited and often touch myself with my hands. I can testify to the truth of that. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, that's BonesCon. It was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, tomorrow we've got another one, and then we're event-free for March. That appears to be the case. Yeah, I can't think of anything I'm doing in March. No, the only thing that I was contemplating doing was the uh, Warhammer Age of Sigma doubles. Right. But I'm, I'm actually already committed on that weekend anyway, so I can't go. You are committed or you will be committed? Uh, one or the other. Okay. Um, so, that's that. So, we've also been playing games. We have. Um, and that's re- this is really what the episode is about. Good day, um, yeah. Uh, so we played um, last week, I, want, I think. Last week or was it the week before? I can't remember. It's all no, a bit it, was of... la- it was last week. No, it was last week. It was before we went to BonesCon. Yes, it was. That's right. Um, so we played the all-new Singing Dancing Saga. Version 2. Yeah. Or second edition, whichever you prefer. Saga 2E. What? No. No? No. It doesn't flow quite as well as M2E, does it? No. Um, so, yeah, so we played We played Saga. Um, played a couple, I played a couple of games. One against Matt and then one against Pete, um, who got out of his house and everything. Yeah. It's like went out into the world where people live. Yeah. Um, what were your overall thoughts? Well, no. What actually? What were your what's your overall position on Saga until we played V two? Um, I liked Saga, but we kind of hadn't played it in a while. Um, I was a fan of the rule set when it first came out. I love the battle book mechanic. So you know that's your way of both, in effect. It's an initiative mechanism. It's to a degree, or a, uh, a command and control mechanism, perhaps is the better way of putting it. Um, I hadn't really had any negative experience of it, but I was aware of some levels of <laughs> gaminess or, or some rules that were open to manipulation. Um, and there were some areas that they, with the various books that come out from version one, kind of cross and crescent or crescent and cross had become almost a saga 1.5 because it had tidied a lot of the rules that come up in the in the supplements that had come out they'd sort of clarified rules or added rules um and crescent and cross had sort of collated those back together into a single rule book um but there had been lots of additions and and changes to rules as the rule books had gone on so you you kind of were was in a position where unless you had those or had downloaded and and printed off all those rules adjustments then you might be slightly behind the curve but i liked it my views on it were it was a good rule set um that had had great potential for periods beyond hairy men with sticks 
Okay. And um, what do you think of V2? Um, I thought V2 was an improvement. It had tidied up really well some of the, the areas of what happens at what order in what phase, so particularly around the use of fatigue in combats and shooting um, and Saga, the battle board abilities. Um, the new rules have clarified that, that there is almost an I-go-you-go element to how you apply those things. Um, and it just seems to, to run a little bit more smoother or smoothly than the last game we played of 1.5. I, mean, I don't think the boards have changed significantly. I've not gone through them all. And if I'm entirely honest, won't because I don't care. Um, but I played Normans against you, which was the last force that I played in in normal saga, and they played very much the same as before. Um, a lot of their abilities are aimed at mounted figures because there is a, an ability for the Normans to have warrior, mounted warriors as well as Hearthguard. Um, but it just seemed... It was like when Saga first came out, um, before all the supplements, it seemed a more streamlined, more better explained game than I remembered it being. That was very eloquent. There you go. Well, I do try sometimes. Hang on. Bums and willies. There you go. Thank you. Um, yeah, I don't disagree with anything you just said. You'd be stupid if you did. Yeah, but many people have said I'm stupid. Generally for being friends with you, but... No, they say you look stupid. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm older, I don't hear very well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean... It... I liked Saga. I often felt playing it, mainly possibly because I'm rubbish at it, is that you were playing almost against the game system rather than with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and that there were definite gamey elements. Now, they weren't gamey elements that I generally saw because we didn't go to events, or I didn't go to events. Yeah. Um, but I had knowledge of them, you know. All This unit's all beaten up. I shall just run it to the back, but it will still be generating me a saga dice, even though it's only yeah. one man. Um which in a game with no um, routing mechanism. Yeah, there's no morale mechanism in there. Um, Always struck me as slightly odd. Um, Some of the things that you could do with units with your formations, um, you know, the whole game is based around uh, this concept of small warbands but you could set them up so your small warband was stretched out in a very, very long line. Yeah. Of one, you know, a one... Big around thick um, type thing rather than the clouds, which had obviously been envisaged by the developers. Yeah. Um, so it was th- it's things like, things like that. And um, as you say, all of that sort of stuff has been cleaned up. A lot of the stuff that they'd introduced in Cre- uh, Crescent and Cross... Um, things like official base sizes and stuff, because you'd had people doing silly things with bases. Um, you know, either huge bases with one model on, or tiny bases, so that you could get more in. Because it used to be that you had to be within very. Sh- Saga uses measuring sticks, if you're not aware, um, and they go from very short to long. 
Um, and it used to be that models had to be within very short of the enemy to fight. Um, and so if you put your models on smaller bases, you could get more, you could pack more in. Um, but that's all changed now. Yeah, it's, it, it felt like all of the stuff where you get that contentious rules as written against rules as intended, it seemed they'd taken everything that, were, that was kind of as intended and then had made it as written. Yes. So all of that kind of stuff that was open to manipulation seems to have been shut down by clarifying and making as intended more as a written yeah, I've seen some complaints about various things that I wouldn't even have been aware of. The timing, I've seen people complaining about the timing one of using Saga abilities. Yeah. Um, which I don't have a problem with at all. Because um, it used to be that you would set it up and you would try and manipulate your board into delivering this killer combo that your opponent couldn't do anything about. Yeah. And now that doesn't happen because of the way that uh, fatigue and the saga board abilities interact. Um, this I go, you go, so that sort of timing thing. Yeah, As, and you know it it played really well. Yeah, it certainly made me want to play it again. Yeah, now, now there are some downsides to where it is at the moment. Um, so at the moment you can buy the rule book, and the rule book is ten pounds, um, and that contains all of the rules and of the game. However, you can't play with just the rule book. Um, what they are doing is this concept of universes. Um, what they've, they've obviously realized that what they have in the saga rules, and they're right, is a very good set of rules for 20 to 40 model level skirmish wargaming. Yeah. Um, and so all of the period specific stuff has been taken out of the rule book. Yeah. And is now in what they call universes. And the first universe, which was released simultaneously, is the Dark Age universe. So that contains 12 battle boards. Um, you know, Matt's Normans, My Vikings, Welsh, Anglo-Saxons, Anglo-Danes, Yom Vikings, those yeah. sorts of those sorts of things. And also at the back, there's, there's five or six other forces listed, and it either says use this book, this um, battle board to represent these, or um, use a battle board from a one point a version one publication, and it represents these things. Yeah. Um, because the last book that they bought out for one point five was their Arthur supplement, sort of um, Fall of the West type time frame. And there yeah. are some armies, and that was apparently those boards were designed with two in mind. Yeah, so they are they are version two compliant. Yes, and there's going to be a um, FAQ very soon or an errata very soon that is um, that covers off any changes to those boards. But so that's that that's that. The other, so you have to buy a universe book now. A universe book is thirty pounds. Um. The Viking one contains 12 battle boards um, and any special rules for that particular faction on how you can structure your army or what you can do with them. Yeah. Um, and certain factions from 
version 1 have been folded in to a version 2 faction with tweaks. Yeah, so the Normans, um, the Norman battle board and their army list also incorporates the Bretons um, from version 1. So with with a, a couple of different sorts of troop choices, then it, it states within the rule book, um, if you do this, if you do X and Y, you can then field this as a Breton army, but you still, in effect, use the same Norman battle board. Um, but because of the similarity of that army to the Norman army, it saves it having its own different battle board. Yeah, and there's um, Strathclyde and the Welsh are the other one, I think. Um, that have been folded together and there are certain things that you do. If you do this, this and this, then you're fielding a Strathclyde army. If you do this, this and this, you're doing a Welsh army. Um, so that's all good. Uh, Dark Ages is not a period that particularly excites me. No, it is. The Battle Boards bring a lot of flavour, but the troop types are generally chainmail, beards, sticks... Yeah, and the, you know there are there are other things. There's, so I'm playing Vikings because that was the things that I had the most models for. Um, yeah. And you can have a unit of of um, berserkers. I thought you were going to go for the pronunciation then of what Ulfenweer. Oh yes, them them. Um, so you can have some Ulfenweer, um, and there are one of the nice things is. There's a lot of mercenary units at the back um, that can be used for things. And there's a unit of shield maidens in there, led by a Valkyrie, um, which I'll probably end up getting at some point. Um, So it's sort of like, I don't remember, named regiments or something like that. Yeah, dogs of war or that kind of thing. Yeah, and there's various um, other characters in there. You can have a bard or a priest or... Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things. And we haven't touched on any of that because, you know, we haven't played them. Um, but there's also a... What was I going to say? Oh, there's also a section that has artifacts at the back. And I haven't seen much talk about these online. Um, artifacts are basically magic items. <laughs> you know, and, in, and we know from the pre-release sort of teasers and snapshots... That there is a an option for fantastical stuff to be coming or to be incorporated. Yeah, and it certainly seems that way. I mean, I was just gonna, the other thing that is missing. There is only one scenario in the main rulebook, which is a kill 'em all type scenario. Uh, there is a coming relatively soon. I assume within the next few months is the Book of Battles, which will have a whole load of different scenarios and a narrative campaign and all of those sorts of things. Um, But it's not out yet. So you can play the system as it is now and have massive fun doing it. Um, It's not the complete product yet. And if you want to play something other than Dark Ages then you're going to have to wait a little longer. I believe the next book out is The Crusades. Yeah. Um, and then they've sort of covered what 
all of the version one. If you've got had an army for version one, then there's pr- almost certainly something that you can fit, a battle board that you can fit into for version two once the Crusades come out. Yeah. Um, but then you get onto the stuff that, it, for me, is the more interesting. Uh, one of the really interesting things for me is go, was going through the rule book. There are pictures of non-Dark Age models. Samurai! There are multiple pictures of samurai. There's also pictures of fantasy things. Yeah, monsters and shizzle. They look like chaos dwarves. And one of the developers online has been talking about um, having a Norse universe which expands out into mythology. Yeah. So you've got your gods and... um, you know, your Valkyries on horses bearing away the bodies of the dead and giant wolves and Jotun and all of that sort of stuff that makes me quite excited. Yeah, and Uh, Samurai makes me very excited. Samurai makes you very excited. And the only other thing that I need them to announce is um, a classical book. Greeks, Romans, that kind of thing. Yeah. Give me some Greeks, preferably, preferably with mythological myth, mythological elements, um, and then that would be perfect. Which, in theory, should be feasible because the rule mechanics, the core mechanics, work really well. Yes, there is no. Yeah, there is certainly nothing in the um, core mechanics that would prevent those sorts of things happening. No. Um, I'll tell you what, I'm getting a little bit bored of painting tank tracks. Are you? How many have you done so far? Uh, that's, that's 6, 12, that's 24, 27, 30, about 36 so far. 36 tanks or 36 tracks? No, 36 tanks, so that's 70 whatever tracks. Hey, you haven't got many more to go though. No, no, crashing through nicely. It's Friday before a tournament. Of course, Matt's got to be painting his army. Yeah, it's consistency, isn't it? Yeah. Procrastination is the mother of sleepless nights. It is. And it's a tournament tomorrow, so you're bound to not sleep. Well, I never sleep before an event. It's ridiculous. But that's fine. We'll stop somewhere. I will have a manly coffee. And all will be right with the world. Well, perhaps I better get there earlier then, if we're going to stop. Well, don't, it only takes a couple of minutes to get a coffee, doesn't it? I'll eat, drink in the car, get one of those Costa Express type jobbies. Well, we can always stop at, because um, it's in Daventry where we are. We can always stop yeah. where we stopped last week. Yes. The, yeah, I can't remember where that was, but yes. Cambridge Services. Yes, yeah, we can do it, yeah. Um, cool. So, yeah, so Saga. Um, yeah. I really, it's good. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yes, it's, it's made me consider that perhaps that might be one of the events that um, I try and get to this year, some form of organised saga event um, as part of Spread the Spoons, because with Epic this week, that's two out of six down, because obviously Sheffield was my Age of Sigmar event, and we have another one to go to in April. Um, but yeah, saga, I would consider going to a saga event. Yeah. 
I might just take the odd non-historical figure just to freak out the beards, but that's fine. That's all right. My god is Thor. My uh, general is Thor. He can get cream, and he'll be less Thor. Well, he won't. He's unbeaten in Saga V2. In that one game, yes. No, and I, then I beat Pete. Oh, yes. No, that's true. You're 2-0, you're and oh, aren't you? You've got a 100% record. Yeah, that's why Pete's coming over this week to show me the error of my ways. <laughs> Recapture his honour. Yes, which he is bound to do. Well, um, you need to let him win, because otherwise he might never leave the house again. <laughs> I won't need to let him win. He will just win because that's the way Saga goes. Yeah. He wins, I lose. Especially if he's playing Welsh, it means that he'll just... I'll just have a million fatigue counters on me. Oh, is that what they do? Yeah. Uh, Joy. All right. Well, I suppose we ought to go. Yeah, we've probably rabbited on for long enough. I've finished building my Moonstone miniatures. Excellent. I'm still painting tank tracks. Well, I've got no sympathy. Well, we know where it is in the dictionary. We do. But I still have none because, you know, you've known that you're going to this event for ages. Yeah, I know. Plus, I finished yesterday. <laughs> yeah, all right. Smart ass. <laughs> right. Until next time, I've been Mike. And I've been Matt. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. You can contact Fools Daily on Twitter, we're at Fools Underbar Daily, or via email, foolsdaily at outlook.com. <laughs>